Amen. And we've got a great evangelist with us. So glad to have Brother and Sister Waldrop back with us. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing the word of the Lord. And I'll make announcements at the end of service as we usually do. But I will give you a little hint. We've twisted his arm into playing a few songs on the saxophone for our banquet tonight. So you don't want to miss that. I can promise you, you don't want to miss that. Brother Waldrop, we're glad you and your wife are here. And we want you to come take your liberty once again. Obey the Holy Ghost today. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Rick, and praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Doing pretty good for a man with a twisted arm. <laughs> Amen. I love living for the Lord. I love being around people of God. Amen. People that aren't perfect but are striving to be like the Lord. Amen. Amen. Knowing who we are and knowing who God is. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to the book of Hebrews. One verse of Scripture from Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Also a verse of Scripture from Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Amen. Thank the Lord for His goodness to us. Amen. The uh, nature of our schedule here in Olathe and the proximity to um, our family back in Oklahoma, we've made several trips and uh, back and forth, a lot of miles, and uh, we've driven somewhere, oh goodness, last couple of months we've probably driven over 6,000 miles, and uh, most of it's been back and forth to Tulsa, amen, so we're thankful for God's hand of protection. Amen, amen. I'm glad to serve the Lord today. Amen. Verse number 23 of Hebrews chapter 10. Paul writes, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Amen. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? Go now to verse 11 of Hebrews 11. I'm going to read of Sarah. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child. When she was past age, she was too old to have a baby. That's, that's not really all that complicated. She was past age. She's past that season of life. Amen. I know folks lived longer back then than what they do now. Um, but 90-year-old women aren't supposed to be uh, new mothers. Amen. Most 90-year-old women are grandmothers and great-grandmothers, not first-time mothers. Amen. And we, we kind of smirk and smile and laugh. And, but I'm telling you that God is faithful. Amen. And God's a miracle worker. And Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. She judged God faithful. Sarah judged God faithful who had promised. Amen. I'm glad I'm serving a faithful God today. Amen. You know, God's faithfulness does not change. I'm not trying to just say, say simple words here right now. God's going to be faithful because that's who He is. God is a faithful God. Whether or not you believe in His faithfulness or not does not change the fact and the truth. Matter of fact, it's more than fact, it's truth. The truth is God is faithful. But the, the key ingredient in God's faithfulness being applicable to your life and God being faithful to you and you experiencing the benefits and the blessings of God's faithfulness 
is your faith in God. Amen. God is a faithful God. But for His faithfulness to be extended into your life requires some faith on your part. Amen. Sarah judged him faithful. That's why. Because she judged him faithful. That's why she received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Amen. I want to talk to us today about judging God faithful. Judging God faithful. Let's lift our hands together again. As you do so, would you lift up your voice and open up your heart to the word of the Lord today. I worship your Glorify the mighty name of Jesus. I praise your holy name. Amen. You may be seated today. Lord bless you. Understand having what we call biblical heroes. Matter of fact, in Hebrews 11, we read about people that we identify, we classify, characterize as heroes of faith. Heroes of faith. And uh, Enoch walked with God by faith. And Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. And Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his house. And, and uh, Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Amen. He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And, uh, and then the writer says that he didn't have the time to write of others, Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and on and on and on, who did mighty things in the kingdom of God. I want you to understand today that, that these were real people. They had a birthday. They had a death day. They got headaches. They got cricks in their neck. It meant they, uh, they had bad days. Amen. They they got sunburned. Amen. They uh, they got the sniffles and had allergies. And amen. If the flu bug had been invented by then, they uh, they knew what it was like to have the flu. They were real people, and uh, I'm not discounting them and their example, but being so far removed from the the life and times of these people, we, we, uh, we make them so iconic that we take away their humanity. We put them on such a high pedestal that in our minds we say to ourselves, I could never uh, have the faith of Enoch. I could never follow the example of Noah. I could never be like Abraham. Uh, I could never uh, be a, as obedient to uh, as these men and these women in the Word of God. I want you to understand today that God is just as much God now as He ever has been God. God does not change. He has never changed. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. That's, that's not full of faith. Uh, that's dependable. That's trustworthy. He's worthy of our trust. He is able to keep uh, what we commit unto Him, Paul said, against that uh, day. Amen. God is just as much God now as He ever has been. 
I want to take this a step further and just reiterate what I'm saying, these introductory comments this morning. We're, we're not more human now than what they were in the Bible. Human nature has not changed. There's no more devils and demons now than there were then. There's been different manifestations, and I know there's been more creations and more inventions. I understand all that. It appears from our perspective that the world is more wicked now than it was then, but it's not because we're more human now. Amen. Adam and Eve fell out of God's grace in the garden because of their humanity, because of their compromise, and because of their lust. Amen. John said, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, that's why sin entered into the picture. It meant because of lust and because of pride. Amen. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. feels like I'm preaching some folks that you kind of, you got your defenses up. You're trying to figure out where I'm going. I'm just helping you understand uh, that you can be a success in living for God. In spite of your humanity, in spite uh, of your reputation, in spite of your faults, your failures, your problems, your hang-ups, I'm not justifying sin and carnality, but God uh, is uh, faithful. I remind you uh, that before we can read about Sarah being past age, uh, being delivered of a child because she judged God uh, faithful and, and was uh, received strength to conceive seed, uh, before these things happened, uh, she overheard what was being told her husband and she began to laugh. Sarah laughed at the promise and the word of God. I wasn't there, obviously, neither were you, but I can just in my imagination see her rolling her eyes and shaking her head and amen, chuckling to herself. And then when the angel called her out on it, she lied. Now, it would appear to me that now, God, you don't have much to work with here. I mean, Abraham, I mean, he's, he's a specimen of faith. But this gal that he's hooked up with, she's a piece of work, God. Don't get quiet on me now. I'm helping you, and we're, we're, we're kind of pausing here for some considerations of hilarity. But I'm showing you Sarah's humanity. She laughed when God said, uh, you're going to have a baby. And when God said, why did you laugh? Sarah said, I didn't laugh. She laughed at God's word and lied to God's face. Now let's consider for just a few moments what we might have done had we been God. Let's consider for a few moments how we might have felt had we been the angel of the Lord. It would have been real easy for me. I'm just displaying my humanity. It would have been real easy for me to exercise some righteous judgment. and said, all right, sis, you had your chance. Amen. Well, I'll raise up another Sarah. Amen. I, this is going to be done with you or without you. But I'm glad that God's not that way because none of us will be around today. Amen. Had we been God and we been treated like we would treat somebody had we been in charge, I'm glad today God's faithful. Hallelujah. God is merciful. I'm telling you that there is no attribute of God uh, that's ever changed. Uh, I'm glad he's faithful uh, in his mercy. I'm glad he's faithful in his holiness. Uh, I'm glad he's faithful in his grace. 
Hope you're hearing the word of God today, not just the words of out of my mouth, but hearing the word of the Lord to your soul. Uh, amen. I'm glad that God uh, is a faithful God. Paul writes to the church uh, at Thessalonica, the very God of peace, uh, sanctify you wholly or completely. And I pray, God, uh, your whole spirit and soul and body uh, be preserved blameless uh, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, faithful uh, is he uh, that calleth you uh, who also will do it. Yeah, man, I know it looks impossible a lot of the time, but I'm just come to tell somebody, if you can judge God faithful, yeah, man, in spite of your problems, in spite of your nature, in spite of your tendencies, yeah, man, if you can judge God faithful. I know a lot of times it seems too good to be true. Even it's something I want more than anything else in the world. You can't tell me there was something more than a baby that Sarah desired. But I also know enough about human nature and by the results of her response she had already come to terms it's not going to happen that's not my lot in life Amen. I'm just accepting the fact that I'll never have a baby and when she entered into that season of life of being past age God who is never late but always right on time God that dwells in eternity when she had come to grips and when she had accepted amen, the human fact that I'll never be a mother, God came and said, Sarah is going to have a baby according to the time of life. It's what I used to hope about, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost here. It's what I used to dream about. It's what I used to long for. But now I've just accepted the fact that it will never happen. But the angel of the Lord came and said, Sarah, I've got something more powerful than fact. I've got truth. Amen. You may have a piece of paper in your possession uh, full of facts. Uh, amen. Medical facts. Uh, legal facts. Biological facts. Uh, but can I tell you the truth uh, is greater than fact. Amen. It really doesn't matter what the facts are. The truth is. And truth is greater than fact. Amen. The fact might be that you're sick in your body. But truth that overcomes fact is that God is a healer. The fact might be that you have an incurable disease, but the truth is my God is a healer. The fact might be, man, you're poorer than Job's turkey, but the truth is my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes, I'm preaching faith, and I'm not ashamed of it. Amen. I'm preaching faith in God's faithfulness. We're very aware of the limitations of our human nature due to the nature of our creation. Some things are hard for us to understand and comprehend. It's hard to comprehend eternity. We're bound by time. And there's nothing wrong or bad about time. It's because of time that we can have this service today. It'd be, it'd be hard to have this service if we weren't here at the same time. Amen. There's no one here that doesn't have a birthday. Time. Amen. Many of you have a schedule tomorrow. Time. 
You've got to be at a certain place at a certain time. Nothing wrong with time, but we are controlled and bound by it. But God isn't. We were created to live in a world of time and seasons. Amen. It's just a little bit extra seasonal outside today, isn't it? Amen. The older I get, the less I like cold weather. I understand its purpose. I get it. I understand it. Amen. I'm not fighting against it, but I, I don't like it. I accept it, but I don't like it. Amen. If I got to choose between sweating and shivering, amen. That's why God created handkerchiefs and air conditioning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'd rather sweat than shiver any day. I know, I know, I know we don't all feel that way. That's your prerogative. That's your right. Amen. I've got a mama that she says, huh? You can, you can put on more, but you can only take so much off. She says, give me the cold over the heat. And I say, give me the heat over the cold. That's just preference. Amen. I love, amen, long days and bright sunshine and warm temperatures. Amen. But, but times, and I know it's coming. I'm not depressed today because it's foggy and cold uh, and gloomy outside. I know that uh, if we just keep having enough days that it's going to get warmer. And the days are, amen, they're going to get shorter here for about another week or so and then they're going to start getting longer again. Amen, because of time. Am I helping somebody? Amen, the season's going to change. Man, the, 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 the grass is going to turn green again. And the flowers are going to bud again. And the birds are going to sing again. The fish are going to jump out of the water again. It's going to turn warm again. And I know what's coming after that. I know it's going to get cool. And the leaves are going to change and fall to the ground. And then it's going to freeze. And the frost is going to understand. But we are relegated and controlled by time. And it's hard for us to understand a place where there is no time and a realm of no time. Hard oftentimes to comprehend a God that has no beginning. God has always been. You can't even hurt, you can't even say there was never a time when God was not because He was before time. Amen. We just our, our mental faculties just hit the wall and slide down and say, I can't comprehend that. We're all about beginnings. We're all about endings. We're all about schedules. Even Martha said, Lord, if you'd have been here, our brother had not died. You could have prevented this, but you're late. Time, time, time. Amen. But God is above and beyond time. It meant no beginning and no ending. He never ends and he's always been amen the limitations of our humanity we also have tendencies due to our fallen Adamic nature amen there are some things that we can understand because they're natural to our human nature we understand deceit we understand hypocrisy We understand uh, stretching the truth and justifying our actions. We understand blaming others. All of these things were in the Garden of Eden. Amen. When God's grace lifted off because of disobedience. Amen. I got to find somebody I can blame for this. I've got to somehow wrap my mind and think and convince myself that it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I know there's only two of us, but everyone is doing it. Oh, hallelujah. 
I want you to understand today because of a sinful nature there are some damnable traits that we don't have to teach our children you don't have to teach greed you don't have to teach your child to be stingy you don't have to teach your child how to fall on the floor and kick and scream, but you do have to teach them not to. And hopefully you have. You know, oh, God help me. It's been a while since I fell on the floor and threw a temper tantrum. Matter of fact, I, I can't even remember the last time that ever happened. Maybe, maybe I never did. Maybe my mom and dad got that out of me before I got to that season of life. But you know what? I still like getting my way. And so do you. We're not as dramatic and drastic most of the time, but a lot of times if we don't get our way, it affects our attitude. not get mad but I might pout a little bit I might try to exercise a little diplomacy and talk somebody into it let me let me show you this perspective let me explain it to you from my perspective oh my lord have mercy God, help us all. Now, Lord, if you'll just listen to me, I got all this figured out. Amen. But, Lord, I know, I know you, you have, you've had it figured out from the beginning, but, but, God, can I tell you that that's not, thankfully, how the Word of God uses but God. But God, who is rich in mercy, amen. I, I know sometimes we want to, but God, in our, amen, perspective and try to talk God into doing things our way. But can I tell you, amen, according to that book that I'm preaching out of today, God knows what's best. I might agree with it or not. I might like it or not. It might be okay with me or not. But his ways are above our ways. And his thoughts are above our thoughts. And the word of God said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Amen. I have thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring to you an expected end. I've got your best interest in mind, regardless of how it might appear at the moment regardless of your human fallen perspective just understand that I know what's best and I have what's best for you in mind let's love the Lord together let's praise his name Oh, I worship your mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad God is not hypocritical. I'm glad God's not deceptive. I'm glad he's holy, he's righteous, he's just, and God is faithful. Man, faithfulness is his nature. Faithfulness is not just what God is, it's who God is. Amen. Balaam spoke to Balak in Numbers 23 and said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God has never done anything wrong. God has never gone back on his word. six and eighteen that by two immutable or unchangeable things in which it was impossible for God to lie impossible 
immutable. Science. Uh, minds here understand mutation. Where something can change into something else. It mutates. But God is immutable. God's word doesn't change. God's will doesn't change. God's desire doesn't change. What God wants and what God loves and what God desires is the same today as it ever has been. He's faithful. God is immutable. He doesn't change it to another form. He doesn't change to another function. He is who He is. He, he always has been and He always will be. Amen. It's impossible for God to bite off more than He can chew. God's Amen. Bark has never been bigger than his bite. Amen. Am I relating to anybody besides myself here? Oh, yeah. God's eyes are never bigger than his stomach. God can always handle it. God can always take care of what he puts on his own plate. Oh, hallelujah. He's trustworthy. He is faithful. Amen. The definition of this Greek word, faithful, amen, is beyond just trustworthy. It speaks of persons who show themselves faithful in the transaction of business, in the execution of commands, or in the discharge of official duties. God always takes care of his business. Hallelujah, God's not given something to do and doesn't do it. You don't come back around and what God was supposed to do didn't get done. God takes care of his business. He's faithful in his transactions. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's faithful in the execution of his commands. He's faithful in the discharge of his duties. You can rely on God. Amen. Even as we read the last words that he spoke as a man on the earth, as he's hanging on the cross, dying for the sins of all humanity, past, present, and future. Bible said he cried with a loud voice, it is finished. What he was saying was actually a legal term. A man paid in full. I've satisfied the demands of the contract. Get out your rubber stamp and mark paid on the bill. And that's what he was declaring. It's more than three words that says I'm through living. I'm through breathing. No, he was making a declaration. I'm faithful. I've done what i come to do. I've finished the job. I've taken care of business. Paid in full. Amen. I grew up in a layaway generation. Now it's not layaway, now it's credit. We don't put it on layaway anymore, we just put it on the credit card. Well, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Don't, don't get upset at me now. Trying to mess with anybody's money. I'm just trying to help you understand that times have changed. And yeah, there's something that you want that you don't have all the money for. But, you know, I, I can put this on the payment plan. And so you go to Walmart and you go back to the lay, back in the good old days when they had the layaway counter back in the back. <laughs> you know, 
You say, I'm, I've come to pick up my idol. You know what they're going to do? They're going to look in the records. And they're going to say, Mr. Waldrop, um, I'm sorry, but you can't, you can't pick that up because it's not been paid for. But, but, I, but I, I really want it. Well, but, but Mr. Walton really wants you to pay for it. And we have an agreement that you can't have what you want until you've paid for it. Oh, my Lord. I could turn into Dave Ramsey real easy right about now. I've got the hair for it, or the lack of it, I guess. You know... We paid less for things back then because there wasn't, I don't think, any interest charged on layaway. Oh, Jesus, help me. Boy, it's getting quieter and quieter. I'm, I, you know I'm going somewhere with this, don't you? Some of you are saying, Brother Walter, if I know where you're going, and I'm already there, won't you catch up with me? Jesus made that statement. You can have it. It's even better than layaway because I paid for what you want. <clears throat> and you can go pick it up. You can have what you couldn't afford because you didn't have what it took to pay for it, but I did. Amen. And I didn't come as a God that could do it and not do anything with it. I didn't come as a God with ability and withhold it. I didn't come as a God with all power and withhold it. Oh, no, I came as a God, amen, that could save, a God that could heal, a God that could redeem, a God that could deliver. And I have done what I have come to do. It is finished. Amen. My faithfulness demands that I take care of business. My faithfulness, amen, demands I not withhold my power. My faithfulness requires I not withhold my ability. Paid in full. And you can go to the counter and say, I want salvation. And you can have it. You can have all you want because salvation has been paid for. Faithful is he that calleth who also will do it. Let's love the Lord again right now. God, I worship your mighty name. I glorify your holy name. I praise your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You're saying, Brother Waldrop, does that mean that I'm already saved? That means, amen, that you can procure it through your obedience. God's not going to save anybody against their will. Amen, but you got to go to the counter. you got to come to an altar. Amen, you got to apply for it. you got to put forth some effort. You don't come into the world saved just because God is good and because God is faithful. Amen. You got to do your part. You got to put forth the effort. Amen. You can repent of your sin and God will forgive you. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and your sins will be washed away. Amen. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, but you've got to submit your will. You've got to recognize his faithfulness. You've got to recognize your dependability and your dependence upon the Lord. You've got to recognize I need him. I can't save myself. I can't fix myself. I'm not good enough by myself. 
Amen. There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. You're not going through anything that someone else hasn't already gone through. No, it's more real to us when it's us that temptation is being real to. No matter who you are or what it is, God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. You can count on it. God won't allow anything to come that you can't handle. And Paul went to God because couldn't handle it. And you see, there it is. See there? God's contradicted his word. There's a contradiction. He won't put more on you than you're able. And Paul went to God and said, Lord, take this away. I can't handle it. I'm not able. God said, my grace is sufficient. You can't do it by yourself. But you don't have to be by yourself. There's a lot of things I can't do by myself. There's a lot of inabilities of my humanity. I have a lot of regrets, and so do you. We all have things that we wish we hadn't have said, wish we hadn't have done, wish we could go back and do over. Amen. But you know what? God's never had that deal. God's never lived that day saying, I wish I could go back. He's never made a mistake. And it's hard for us to comprehend that. Because we're faithful to a point. We're faithful according to our ability. But our abilities have limitations. We can set, set an appointment. A lot of folks can relate to what I'm saying. If you're on time, you're late. That's kind of how I operate. I, I Most of the time, if I say I'm going to be at such and such place at such and such time, more than likely I'm going to be at such and such place before that time. That's just, that's my preference. But you know what? I can, I can take all the precautions and I can, I can have everything all lined out. But there are some things that we, that are out of our control. I might have a flat, and I, I left in I left in time to be five minutes early, without a flat. First of all, God never has flats, but God is so faithful; it don't matter what happens; He's going to be there. He's that faithful. It doesn't matter what happens; it doesn't matter the extenuating circumstances. That they they don't affect God. The things that affect our humanity don't affect his deity. He will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. The Lord is faithful. Second Thessalonians 3 and 3. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2 and 13. Yet he abideth faithful. He remains faithful. Amen. He remains faithful. Faithful. His faithfulness doesn't change. He was not faithful yesterday and not faithful today. He remains faithful. Oh, hallelujah, I'm trying to close this morning. All the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, why? Because God is faithful. Let's clap our hands to the Lord together right now.
Hallelujah. I don't know where you're at today, but I know no matter where you are, you need a fresh conviction and a fresh appreciation. My God is a faithful God. He's not a God that forgets his promises. It may not happen the way I think it ought to. It may not happen in my preferential time frame, but God knows what's best, and he's never late for an appointment, and God takes care of his business. I know that there are promises that God makes that seem to be impossible. To our humanity, it's impossible. But faith says it doesn't matter how it looks because we walk by faith, not by sight. We read in Romans of the faith of Abraham who considered not. He considered not the death of his own body. As far as procreation was concerned, Abraham was as fertile as a dead man. He was too old. But he didn't consider the deadness of his body nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. We've got two impossible situations. I'm too old and so is my wife. But God said, I'm telling you, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where faith is tried. Because God said, I can save anybody. And somebody says, but look at where I am living. Look at what I've done. I'm too bad for God to save. He's faithful. And God doesn't say, I can save anybody. And there are some exceptions. There are no exceptions to his salvation. None. None. I can forgive. But what about this sin? Can you repent of it? If you can repent of it, God can forgive it. I know this is different, but somebody's hearing from God right now. I mean, I'm doing battle in somebody's mind right now. Amen. I'm crossing theological swords with some false doctrine right now. The devil has reared up a stronghold in somebody's mind. I'm not super spiritual, but I know, I know what I'm feeling right now. I know that somebody is convinced, uh, hey, man, God can't forgive that, uh, and God can't save me from this, uh, and God can't get me out of that, uh, but an evangelist is preaching uh, that God's faithful. I'm not just preaching about God's faithfulness. Uh, I'm preaching about Sarah judging uh, God uh, faithful. Amen, I don't want it to be out of the way in any way. I wouldn't embarrass anybody for loving the money. But we, we, we know, amen, the rules of procreation. There had to be an act of obedience. It took more than a promise from a faithful God. It took more than God saying it's going to happen. Abraham and Sarah had to have a moment. Abraham and Sarah had to have relationship. Didn't matter how long it had been since it had happened. Didn't matter how many Decades had passed since they'd had relationship. I've got to judge God's faithfulness. I've got to start acting according to the promise. And so it doesn't matter what my sickness is, He's a healer. And that's why. Is any sick among you? 
It didn't say if, if you've got anything but this. If you've got a headache, you can come be prayed for, but not if you've got cancer. God can heal a headache, but not diabetes. Amen. God can take care of this, but he can't know as any man sick. Let him call for the elders of the church, and they will anoint with oil and pray over him in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The details don't matter. It's judging God faithful. The Word of God says he's a healer of all our diseases. With his stripes we are healed. Amen. That's why uh, if I've got sin in my life, uh, I judge him faithful enough to come to an altar. Uh, if any man sin, uh, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Uh, if we ask anything in his name, he'll do it. Uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just uh, to forgive us uh, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's why I come to an altar, because I'm judging God faithful. That's why I go down to the waters of baptism. I'm judging God faithful. That's why I come, and I lift up my hands, and I open up my heart, and I surrender my will to him. And when I feel the Spirit of God move on me, and I start feeling that desire to start saying words I've never said before, I don't choke it down. I don't reason it away. I don't say that can't happen for me. No, the Holy Ghost is for everybody. But there's only one way you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's the way it happened in this book. That's how it happened. They were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. The ultimate act of judging God faithful is when you surrender the expression of your feelings. When you surrender your expression. Because it's with your mouth that you communicate how you feel. It's how you express your feelings. Not just with your countenance and your expressions, but with your words. Amen. It's the ultimate act of judging God faithful as I surrender my will. Would you love the Lord together right now? I feel something special in this room right now. Oh, I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost in this place. <laughs> Lord, let your grace flow in this house right now. I worship your mighty name. Why don't we stand together? Why don't we stand together? I worship your mighty name. I glorify the mighty name of the Lord. I worship the mighty name of Jesus. I glorify the mighty name of Jesus. I worship the holy name of the Lord. I glorify the mighty name of the Lord. I worship your mighty name, Jesus. Come on, let's focus our attention on his presence right now.